Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and today we're talking about whether you have the right to use the water on your property. But first, a thank you to our sponsor. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee from Boquete, Panama. The idea of owning an income-producing offshore investment is intriguing to you. Check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back, and we're talking about whether you have the rights to water on your property. This is an area of law that varies widely from one jurisdiction to another. Generally speaking, the law has been created and interpreted by the courts in response to conflicts between competing legal systems and from the necessity of developing a system that fits the needs of our society. I'm going to give you an example from the state of Texas, but you're going to need to perform your own research and your own due diligence in the location where you own property. When we're talking about water, we need to be clear on what kind of water we're talking about. Is it groundwater or surface water? Generally speaking, Texas groundwater belongs to the landowner. Groundwater is governed by the rule of capture, which grants landowners the right to capture water beneath the property. The landowner does not own the water, but they have a right to pump and capture whatever water is available, regardless of the effects of that pumping on neighbors' underground water supply. Surface water, on the other hand, is much more complex. It depends on how the surface water is situated, if it's flowing or if it's not, then that will determine who owns the water. Surface water in Texas follows two sets of rules, riparian rights or prior appropriation. The riparian doctrine is based on British common law. These rules affect most states and Canadian provinces that follow the old British common law. These court-developed rules are used in deciding cases that involve water use conflicts. The basic concept is that private water rights are tied to the ownership of the land bordering a natural river or stream. So the water rights are controlled by land ownership. Riparian landowners have right to use the water, provided that the use is reasonable in relation to the needs of all the other riparian owners. Riparian owners retain the right to use the water so long as they own the land adjacent to the water. And one way that governments maintain control over the waterways is by stating that land immediately bordering a waterway is government-owned. Private ownership of the immediate shoreline is not allowed, and therefore the state maintains ownership of the water. In the days of the Wild West, when land was being explored, the much drier states on the West had much less water, and people used water wherever they could find it, regardless of who owned the land. So a system called prior appropriation is not related to land ownership. Instead, water rights are acquired by compliance with statutory requirements. During their early development, western states had failed to control rivers and streams, and water was treated as though it belonged to no one. In the absence of any rules, people simply took water from the streams and used it, wherever it happened to be, that is, they appropriated it. When this became legalized, it became the doctrine of prior appropriation. And in 1967, the state of Texas combined these two competing legal systems into a unified legislation that attempted to consolidate the surface water rules into a single set of rules. Now, stormwater runoff is the final category of surface water. Depending on what happens to the runoff, a different set of rules may apply. Stormwater on your property that flows into a stream or riverbed is not yours. It's owned by the state. You can't claim it. But you can use it provided you don't abuse the water. Your use has to be reasonable. If the water is a threat to a property and is considered a common enemy, then you're allowed to do whatever you need to do to protect your property, even if that means diverting the water and even if it means harming a neighbor downstream. 
but unless it's a common enemy, you don't have the right or you may have a very limited right to divert the water. Another rule is called natural flow. That is, you can't increase the flow above the natural flow. If you do and you cause flooding to your neighbor, you could be liable for damages. As you can see, there's many special cases, and we haven't even begun to describe all of them in this short episode. So you're going to definitely have to do your due diligence, look at the special cases, and definitely read up on the rules. You simply cannot apply what you believe to be common sense. It's not that simple. In some communities, you're allowed to capture rainwater. In others, you're not. And in fact, some communities are going to require to manage your stormwater runoff so as to not harm your neighbors. You may be required to build a stormwater detention pond to provide more controlled runoff during storm events that bring large amounts of rainfall. This is one area where you simply can't apply common sense. You've got to figure out what the rules really are. In the meantime, as you're thinking about that, go get a glass of fresh water. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.